The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Freaking first cut. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman. That right there. See you, Najad. See you. Welcome in. Thank you very much. Looking forward to this tournament. Looking forward to the FedEx Cup playoffs. And uh, we have no music today. So I, if anybody's waiting for music at the end of the show, I just want you to know no songs today. Maybe next week. Who knows? Uh, who knows? You really just never know out here in the First Cut world. Greg Ducharme is here. Greg, hey, buddy. What's going on, guys? I'm fired up to be here. A little disappointed to hear no music, but I get it. It's a, it's a special occasion kind of thing. So, um, look, we can't we can't overstay our welcome with Sia's um, wonderful wife. So, anyway, la- that was great last week. I do think next time at the Rocket Mortgage when we're in Detroit, we should um, somebody should do a rap. It won't be me, but I, I think uh, we should try to work that into our narrative lineup. Just a thought. Where's, uh, where's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I believe, well, why do I want to say Cleveland? I think it's Cleveland, yeah. I think you're right. We don't mm-hmm. play in Cleveland, do we? Hmm. I guess we yeah. play in Dublin, Ohio. How far is that from Cleveland? I was thinking somebody could do like a rock, like a rock version. Yeah. That, I mean, that would take a lot of talent, a lot of ability. I'm not sure we have that. Um, but well, not, hey, not you us. never know what can not come us. out of the woodworks. Yeah, so somebody somebody who listens, not us. Cleveland to... 140 uh, miles. I just looked it up. 40 miles. That's not bad. We might be I-71 bit. South. Straight shot. Uh, strokes gained narrative coming at the end, but strokes gained motivation. See ya. Strokes gained flip the switch. These are things you're probably going to hear when we talk about the final event of the FedEx Cup playoffs. I, there, there's always this like imaginary flip of a switch that these golfers can make, which I don't necessarily agree. If they if they could play well in a moment's notice, I don't think they'd wait till the very last event secu- to secure their spot. This is true. And so to the extent it looks like the motivation's working, you have to realize like there's all there's people on the other side of that line too, where they're equally motivated and and not exactly uh playing well. So I, you know, listen, I, I think there are some guys like Kelly Kraft, I think, is an example. If you just look back the last two months, where he's clearly trying to make the top 125 and, and he started playing really well. I mean, in the in lesser tournaments, mind you, like the Barbasol and Barracuda, and just started like flying up the board a little bit. And he's a guy that if I was going to put the motivation tag on somebody it would be that type of golfer who not only has the quote motivation, but has also been playing pretty well paired with that motivation. I know who's certainly feeling motivated on this Monday and it's the fans who are closing the gap on Mark Immelman at the top of our one and done standings. Before I continue with that, see ya, believe it or not, 
uh you won the you and the fans won the week last week so this whole mush thing like listen i get it I, i'm in last place by six thousand dollars by the way it's it's a it's a car payment on a luxury car that i'm down to kyle porter on but with that said a very luxury car by the way like, i was gonna got, say like a, a like, a bugatti, like a bugatti or something or ferrari <laughs> if you i feel like people who buy those cars don't need to make the monthly payments i think they pay cash <laughs> oh, well rick you'd have to let us i've know. always wondered oh, yeah. that like <laughs> Are there really that many people? If you, you, where down where Sia lives, I mean, those things are all over the place. Yeah, they are. These people, there's got to be some of them making monthly payments. I, I think those are leases. I think, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of those get repossessed. You, mm. You're flying high oh. for a while, and then you realize you don't actually have that kind of cash in your wallet. But anyway, the, I, I, what what were we even talking about? I don't know. I sorry, I got us off track. That's oh, all. No, uh, no, 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 done. It was the mush factor. So uh, yeah. let me just put it out there. I think Greg is the only one with a better streak than me in terms of not having a zero next to our name over the last several tournaments. I've had four in a row where I've had cashes. Greg, I believe, from looking at it last night, has five. Everybody else has a missed cut within the last four tournaments. So I'm just saying I'm still in last place, so I can't exactly celebrate that fact. But I think that's going to change pretty soon. And I don't know that I qualify as the mush after four consecutive made cuts and pretty good caches behind. And see, last week, uh, you and I won the week and the mush was off. So I think the mush is done. It might be it might be me now. <laughs> that might be that might be I probably have more zeros uh, in the last handful of weeks than anybody. Anyway, uh the fans can get their vote in right now. The link is in the description. Make sure you go ahead, get your vote in because when we do that mega preview pod on Tuesday, well, I guess it's early afternoon Eastern time. It's early morning, late morning here on the West Coast, uh, we're going to need those selections. So go get your vote in right now and try to continue to cut into Mark's lead. Maybe you run hot for a couple weeks, and who knows, you end up on top of the one and done. Uh, Producer Troy, could you flip my screen on? Thank you very much. This is my website. It's called rickrungood.com. This is the course key stats model, and I want to talk about the course, Greg, and it's Sedge. Field Country Club. We know it. We love it. It's another Donald Ross design, and it has really kind of allowed a bunch of different types of golfers to find success. Would you agree with that statement? Yes, I would. Um, I do think there's a correlation between driving accuracy. It doesn't seem like it's a place where a lot of long hitters have success, especially if you look at last year. I mean, last year there was one, one of the guys that finished in the top 10. Nine players. I, I went through nine players from last year, and only one of them was in the top 100 in driving distance, which was Adam Scott. Um, so I, I think there's definitely some styles. There's definitely some options here. Um, and I'm I, I'm finding, kind of like last week, a lot of recent success. So guys coming in who perform well, were doing really well um, around the greens, had the strongest correlation, believe it or not. I think this golf course requires some touch and feel on and around the greens, uh, some wedge play, some accuracy. It, it's like, it's an ultimate, it, it's an ultimate Webb Simpson style golf course. That, that's what I, th I mean, I know he's the perfect example, but there are some other players in the field like him and that kind of general skill set is um is hi highlighted here for sure this is the event last year that had was it five or six guys in the playoff one two three six guys was, in the playoff. yeah yeah so yeah because web missed web was tied seventh and missed by one 
Right. Which was my point. Basically, uh, we almost exclusively use strokes gained anyway, but this is a perfect example of a T7, but finishing one shot out of the playoff are two very different things most weeks. That's what happened last year because there was a six-man playoff and then Kevin Kistner uh, ends up winning it, outlasting all the other guys. Yeah, Uh, which was was pretty cool. It was fun. It was fun. Uh, Sia, when you look at this golf course, you know, the the model, as as we kind of pointed out, loves it if you play out of the fairway. Loves it if you can give yourself an opportunity and the correct angles. You know, this is kind of your classic, um, you know, that style of golf in, in, in the Carolinas. Sometimes you can get like the overhanging branches and it's not necessarily particularly long. And then you're going to get on these Bermuda greens and they're going to be a little bit nuanced. It's just like, it's such a good Donald Ross course to end the season off it is and i agree with the sentiment that and i think the whole really the industry agrees i'm guessing with the sentiment that yeah keeping it in the fairway is probably a good idea and, and i think that's going to end up maybe nixing some guys out of people's player pools and, and i i only say that because there's going to be a lot of especially because of course history there's going to be a lot of people on similar guys you know whether that be Webb Simpson or Sung JM Billy Horschel Russell Henley HB3 Denny Siwoo Kim is a, is a good one there's going to be a lot of people on those guys because a they're good course fits and b they have good course history so just keep that in mind when you're playing your tournaments especially and and depending on the size of your tournaments you want to potentially fade some of those guys and maybe go to some guys that may not be getting the attention that guys like Webb Simpson are getting. Yeah, there are a lot of good course history guys. We'll we'll talk about them as we as we go through, but I can't wait any longer. I need to get into the cheat sheet and start talking about the golfers priced at the top. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partner. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And we're back. Here are the five golfers in the $10,000 range led by Will Salatoris, 10,900. Webb Simpson, 10,7. Shane Lowry at 10,6. Sung JM, 10,500. Billy Horschel, $10,300. All right, Greg. Uh, There are a lot of guys at the top who have played at Sedgefield very, very well. These are the most expensive. How are we going to allocate our very critical funds at the top of this board? 
I definitely understand Will uh, Will Zalatoris being the top price player. Um, Webb Simpson, on the other hand, I'm not sure how how deserving he is. I'm very comfortable, uh, which I've never really been there. I'm very comfortable fading him. I know his record is impeccable here, but this form has it, it has been sloppy to say the least. Um, and I know things can change when he comes to Wyndham. But I have my concerns. Uh, I think you have to have control of the golf ball. And uh, when I, when I look at Webb, I I um I have some doubts for sure, and I have some questions for sure. And I don't know if I trust him as the second highest priced player, especially when you have Shane Lowry, Sung J M, and Billy Horschel right behind him. And these guys to me seem to check every box. I mean, wouldn't this year would be so? It would be so much more fitting if Shane Lowry won a golf tournament this year. He's played so good all year, and I feel like he's still due. Here's both of these things are true for Webb. Uh, his record around this golf course is probably better than any golfer at any golf course on the schedule. There might be a couple of exceptions there, depending on sample size, but he has 10 top 11 finishes in his last 12 trips. It's it's insane. It's five top sevens in a row. That That is one true statement. Another true statement is that he has lost strokes from tee to green in three straight, which Greg, if you want to find another stretch of golf in which for three consecutive measured events, he lost strokes from tee to green. You got to go back to 2010. It's like oh. right here. Uh, hmm. We're talking about a dozen years ago. So this might not be the same Webb Simpson we've seen pile up great finishes at this event. Yeah, again, I mean, I'm just seeing a little bit of um, inconsistency in some areas that he's typically very consistent. Um, The putter has not gotten hot in quite some time. His iron play has not really gotten hot in quite some time. And um, and, and I'm a little worried about that. I I don't think that it's just click Webb because we're at Wyndham. Um, I, I think you have to control your golf ball around here, which is part of the reason why he's had so much success because he understands how to control his golf ball. Um, but the short game hasn't been up to his typical standard. His iron play hasn't been up to typical standard. The putting has been quiet, which is, isn't really that big of a concern of mine. It just, it, there's nothing really for him to lean on right now other than course history. And in general, I don't, I don't like leaning on that. I mean, you, you look at his record and it's it's phenomenal. We know that, but there's it, it's pretty easy to go out there and finish tied seventy second. Like you you can just not get it going on a place like this, and you can miss a cut. This is an easy golf course to miss the cut on because you got to you got to go make some birdies. And if you're hitting it under the under some of those tree uh, those tree limbs, those overhanging tree limbs you were talking about, Rick, and you're in the in the Bermuda rough, it can be difficult to score. Um, so I, yeah, I have, I have my concerns. Um, now if, if you trust the course history and you want to go that way, I, it's hard to fault it's hard for me to fault you, but I imagine he's going to acquire a lot of ownership and I don't think, I don't, I don't, I think he's overpriced, uh, and I think he'll be overowned. It's the most expensive he's been since the 2021 RSM Classic, another Webb Simpson golf course. So a lot of factors when you start peeling back the onion that is Webb Simpson. Sianajad, how do you assess the top of this board? Yeah, I'm going to agree with Greg. I think it would be a different scenario if perhaps Webb was going to be low rostered, low owned. But I just 
there's that's almost seems like an impossibility in terms of, yeah, he'll probably take a hit a little bit on ownership because he hasn't been playing well, but people are not going to be able to resist that course history. And it's a good argument because we've seen guys coming into tournaments where they have good course history and they have really bad form and boom, they turn it on because this is just a course that suits their eye and their swing so well. So I'm not ruling out the fact that Webb can do well here, but I agree with Greg that he's not, he's just not going to be in my player pool. I, I love leaning on course history, but in this case, I, I just don't think I can do it. The three guys I think I like the best are Shane Lowry, Sung J.M., and Billy Horschel. But if I had to narrow it down to two, I think it would be Sung J.M., and Billy Horschel. I just like how they rate out for this course in particular. Uh, if you're looking at, let's say, Sung JM, um, par four, short par four scoring, which we're going to see a lot between 400 and 450 yards. Sung Jay's in the top 10 there. Uh, he's been hitting fairways. Uh, his approach game, he's in the top 25 there, even with some s- sporadic play here and there on approach. So I just think his game is coming on. Uh, we, we saw the last tournament he played. I think uh, Sung Jay's probably the play. Billy Horschel, doesn't seem like he'd be a good course fit, but he really kind of is. Uh, he he really does check every box, in my opinion. He's towards the top in everything. He's, in, he's inside the top 30 on approach, in putting, around the green, short par fours, uh, strokes gain total, some of the proximities that I'm interested in with, with the wedge play. He's, he's inside the top 30 there, too. He actually does check every box, and I don't think he's going to be super highly owned, so I kind of like that. How about this? Oh, man, I had it sorted wrong. I thought Billy Horschel improved his position every year for the last seven years. Uh-huh. Did you see what I thought I saw? I thought yeah, I saw yeah. this cut 60, 47. No, no, no. It's it, it's still pretty good, It's it, but it's not in that order. So last, uh, last four years, he went 60th. 11th sixth runner up there's only one place to go if you're gonna if you're gonna keep that streak alive gentlemen it would be it would be first um okay greg so if it's if it's not web like where else can we allocate our resources that we're a bit more comfortable with yeah um again i agree i agree with sia that it's lowry m and horschel i'm probably a little more partial to lowry and horschel um and m m and horschel are really kind of tied for um, tied for second in my, in my category. The one thing that I like about Horschel is I think he's just having a phenomenal driving, driving season. Um, And, and I think that what he's done in a short game has been, it kind of seems to meet the test. It it looks like a lot of players who have had success here coming in. Um, So yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Billy in that category. But again, I go back to Shane Lowry. He's been driving it nicely all year long. Um, his iron play has been some of the best that it's ever been this year. He's a top 10 iron player on tour this year. And his short game has really, it's really come into form. I mean, he's, you're, you're talking about um, six events in a row where he's gained at least a shot and a half around the green. And I, I think that kind of stuff is actually somewhat important around here. Um, the putter has been a little cold. But I don't think that's a bad thing. So I look at everything that Shane Lowry's doing in his game, and it's a it, it he's a hot putter away from having a one next to his name. And, and again, I go back to what he's done this season and the golf that he's played this season, and I just I think that um, that he is a deserved winner, and I, I think he can get it done this week. Last thirty six rounds, everybody in this field, Shane Lowry's. Best player, 1.89 strokes gain totals. Al Torres second, a little bit of a gap down to Davis Riley and Taylor Pendrith, but that is uh, that's pretty that's pretty big. 36 is a pretty sizable uh, sample there. Let's roll down to the nines here. Um, 
I'm not a huge fan of the nine C. In fact, there's really only one name I'm particularly interested in, but there's a couple that I know are going to be popular. What would you like to grab out of this nine K range of Russell Henley, Corey Connors, Terrell Hatton, Adam Scott, and Harold Varner the third? Yeah, I'm not a fan of this range at all either, which is rare in in my case. I, th- there's not much I want to take. I, I think if Hatton's ownership is really low, I think I'd be willing to speculate on him, although the play hasn't been great lately, as as we're about to find out here on YouTube. I mean, I guess you could say it's improving with the ball striking and approach. I mean, not not much of a sample size over, but o- over across the pond at the Genesis in the open, uh, he was he was pretty great across all metrics. So he could be a player that's kind of lower owned just in general that that could be kind of sneaky here the only other guy i think i want to speculate on i can't even believe i'm saying this because i don't think i want to play hv3 i think hv3 is going to be really popular and and i'm just assuming that but i just don't think i want to play a popular hv3 i'm considering adam scott and if either of you can convince me on adam scott I, i might be all aboard that train he wasn't really that bad last week his ball striking was great he just was pretty poor with the putter um we all kind of questioned he why shot he was- 78 round three yeah it was one round he played it was one bad round right right and we were all, we were all kind of questioning why he was you know playing that tournament coming off just playing majors uh maybe he maybe his game is right now and maybe we saw a little bit of that last week and maybe we're going to see a, a little bit more of it uh, this week and i don't think he's going to be a super popular player this week either uh um, here greg sorry real quick before you jump in on that yeah. did you notice I now have the European strokes gained numbers. So Ooh. that's, oh, I'm sorry, here, 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 Irish Open. Hatton loses 2.5 strokes on approach at, at the Irish Open. So now we're, now we know what they did across the pond, not just over here in measured events. Greg, let's go add some more data. Up, you're you're moving up in the world, Rick. You so are moving up in the world. And the, I saw your, the, uh, the custom model took oh. a big, a big upgrade as well. I just, so, I just love this. Yeah. yeah, it's phenomenal. Thank you. Um, hey. Right at right at the at the prime time, right when we're getting into quadruple points. <laughs> oh yeah, right at the quadruple points. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think DraftKings pays quadruple dollars in the playoffs. That would be cool. They should. They should. We'll work on that. Um, right. But anyway, so uh, the, there are um, two guys I like. I, Russell Henley. There's a lot to like about him, um, but I assume he's going to be extremely popular. I've already seen it on. He's, he's all over Twitter and the golf course just seems to be a really nice fit for him. So I, I get all that and I like him. I don't like him enough to play him if he's like the, as chalky as chalk gets. Um, Cause again, you, you just don't know for sure. I, I think he's going to have a good week, but I mean, he, look, he's kind of like a, in the last two weeks, he's kind of like a Shane Lowry. Shane Lowry's just done it for two months. He's done it for two weeks where he's a great putting round away from really contending. So I like Henley. Um, Hatton, I'm really quite fond of. I, I think Hatton is kind of hmm. checking the boxes, and I think he's going to be a sneaky play. He his, In his one start here, he missed the cut, which I actually think goes kind can kind of go a long way. That was six um, years ago. It was yeah, a long time ago. But if people are looking at that, you say, okay, well, maybe he he hasn't done anything here. I'm gonna stay away because it's so recent. But what I see there is uh, a guy who's turning the corner in every area of the game. It's like he it's like he found something, and he's an accurate driver of the ball. He's a really what he's a really good putter, which I I like and I think is important around here as well. Um, and I like what he's done with his short game. So I, I think Hatton could be 
trending in the right direction. I think you could see a, a really good finish out of him soon. Um, but I am kind of with you guys where I don't love this range. So I, those are guys I like. Adam Scott, we talked about it last week, Rick. He's all over the board. Um, and that worries me a little bit. But I liked what I saw last week a lot. Um, you see one round of 78 and it's like, what happened? <laughs> and that's kind of, that's exactly what you talked about last week, Rick, where it, it's just all, he can lose you four. Look, look, he loses 5.65 shots putting in that one round. Wow. Doing one round. That's, that's amazing. So, you, the, the positive is he lost eight and a quarter strokes to the field in one round and still finished T37. Right. And so <laughs> I mean, it's hard for me not to say that's a good sign. Like that is a, that that's an opportunity right there. Mm-hmm. Finished in tied second last week as well. Um, but it, this one's almost more puzzling than last week. Why? I, I'm really surprised that he's in this field. Really surprised. But Sia yeah, brings up a good point. A Maybe his game is right. Yeah. I got a hunch about why he's in this field. Um, Get get him get him while they're hot before he's out of town. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that. Person. Yeah, just, I've, I've heard I've heard the rumors. <laughs> but look, I mean, if he's feeling good about his game, he's a, he's the kind of guy that can make a real run into the playoffs. I know it, to take a you know a softer hunch. He lives in Australia and he likes to come over here for like chunks at a time. And so maybe he says, "All right, I'll get the, I'll, I'll do the playoff thing, uh, and and I'll make it a five week trip." Again, why why start at the Rocket Mortgage? I, I don't I don't know, but um, look, maybe he thinks he can win this week. That could really he, he really could. So again, those three guys in this range, I'm lukewarm on. Um, I'd probably say Hatton, Scott, Henley would be my order. You guys are wrong. It's Corey Connors. There's only one guy to play out of this range. It's Corey Connors. Really? <laughs> yeah. Gained. Uh, he's gained off the tee in 38 of 39. He is. He is a is that good. good? Putter. <laughs> is that good? It can only get one better. Uh, <laughs> he is. He is a good putter now. By the way, just in case people had forgotten, he is like since the Players Championship, uh, just as good of a putter as Andrew Putnam. Who's like a noted putter as Brian Harmon, who's like a very wow. Yeah. So Corey Connors is 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 rolling the rock. I think when you start talking about accuracy, there's a couple different ways to do it. You either hit every single fairway, which Corey Connors does quite often, or when you miss, you miss very small, 19 feet on average, which is second on tour for Corey Connors. So he keeps the ball yeah. in play, Greg. We talk about that a lot. Uh yeah. especially at a course like this. I I don't know. Listen, hey, we got a bunch of guys who should have won more. Xander cashes in multiple victories. Tony Finau cashes in multiple victories. Time, time for Corey Connors to get another dub on the rest. What's his, what's his uh, greens of regulation? He is uh, seventh, 70%. Yeah. yeah. See, that's the thing. When I look at driving accuracy, it, it really doesn't mean a lot to me, especially with the longer hitters. Um, but if if you can hit a lot of greens in regulation, it's a good sign that you're driving it in play. Um, and, and I, I kind of like to use that even more than distance from the edge of the fairway. Um, but that's just me. Yeah. Cause it just so, says, like, look, did you, like, did you give yourself a chance to hit the green? Right. Yeah. And, and Corey Connors, um, quite clearly checks all those boxes and stripes it. 
He does indeed. Uh, the 8K range was not necessarily for us. Excuse me. The 9K range was not necessarily for us, but I have a feeling we might feel different about the 8K range. We'll get to that and much, much more. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. And we're back. Stock full of options in the $8,000 range. Sia Najad, we start with Denny McCarthy, Siwoo Kim, Kevin Kisner, Tom Kim, Taylor Pendrith. That's the top. The bottom, Christian Bezadenho, back in action. Brian Harmon, JT Poston, Aaron Wise, Davis Riley, and Justin Rose. What would you like? Yeah, there's a lot to like here. Uh, the, the names that come to mind, Siwoo Kim seems like a really great option. And if we're going to look at course history, there's a few, actually there's more than it. There's probably like five guys that have really unbelievable course history and Siwoo Kim is definitely one of those four or five guys so I like him the history is obviously elite and get hot with the putter um the ball striking has been especially at the Wyndham has been uh pretty great so Siwoo Kim's probably the first guy another Kim I think Juyong Kim who has no history here so perhaps because of that there'll be a slight ownership sort of discount because I think anybody with no history or bad bad history no matter their form they're going to be owned a little bit less than perhaps they should so Juyong Kim has just been I mean I he's he's been so good lately so he's a guy I mean he gains everywhere so that's the thing there there doesn't seem to be a weakness with Tom Kim aka Juyoung Kim he's literally gaining in every department as of late so I like him a a slightly contrarian play for me who doesn't have good course history here and who hasn't played since the Open Championship is Aaron Wise I think he's super interesting in the in the lower 8k range Um, the putter has been like kind of hit or miss but it's certainly improved over time relative to where he was at uh, a year ago or so with it and the ball striking gig get red hot. So I think Aaron Wise is an interesting play in this 8K range. Hmm. The bottom of the 8K range is where, is where Aaron Wise comes out of 8,100. Uh, he hasn't played a lot recently at all. He was There was a stretch where he was playing every single week, it felt like, and now he seems to be resting up, maybe trying to make a run at this thing. Okay, Greg, the $8,000 range is yours. What would you like to find here? Um, so I, I think to Sia's point about both the Kims, Tom Kim and si, uh, Siwoo Kim, they are phenomenal options. I don't know what the ownership is going to be. I assume it's going to be really high on Siwoo Kim. Mm-hmm. He might be a great one and done option this week, um, but a great cash game option. I don't know if he's a great tournament option. He might be extremely popular and he's still a vo- very volatile player. I mean, he just two starts ago, he did miss three cuts in a row. So you don't know what you're going to get with Siwoo Kim. Just avert your eyes from those, Greg. Don't worry. About yes. That. But I, I still think he's a really strong play. Now, if I'm going to make, if I'm going to pivot in this range, which I, I kind of like, uh, there are two guys that really stand out to me. One is Denny McCarthy. 
and and the other is JT Poston. Uh, I'll start with Denny. So Denny has putted really well here uh, and everywhere, except he lost putt. He lost strokes putting last week. I know for the first time since the Sony Open. Didn't didn't we say he was on a 16 event stretch? We're like, there's no way he, yes. he loses strokes putting. Wouldn't you know it? Loses 0.89 <laughs> yeah. at the Rocket Mortgage to end the streak. And then, if, if but if you look at what he's done at the Wyndham on the greens, uh, in three of the four tournaments, he's gained over 3.78. It's a joke. Um, it's it's just, it's so good. He's so good on the greens. I really like that. Um, I like how he's hit the ball here, um, especially uh, approaching the greens. And I like what he's done of late. You're, you're talking about basically... If you count what he did at the Rocket Mortgage in those two rounds, just call it a draw. You're talking about three out of the last four gaining, um, approaching the greens. It's been pretty good off the tee. And I just, I think that Danny McCarthy with his record here, with his elite skill set, uh, and this style of golf course that is right up his alley, I think goes a long way. Um, and I also, I think the, Miscut last week is going to throw some people off the off the trail, which I like. Uh, similar story with JT Poston, who's a winner. He's a winner here. Yep. Um, he won at the John Deere Classic just two starts ago. He missed the cut at the Open. At the 3M, it was a tied 11th. I mean, look at these start. This is like the Scott Stallings of last week, except he has a win. Where, okay, um, in his last four events, he has a miscut. Um, but it's at the open championship. It's the one it, it's in a major and it was the week after a win. So uh, I guess two weeks after a win, but anyway, I, I think JT Poston is really strong. He's really got it going on the greens um, and he has a tendency of hitting the ball pretty well on golf courses like this. Uh, and he won here. Yes, he did. And uh, I'm, I'm with you. Poston's like, I'm I'm in. No no offense to JT Poston. I, I don't I don't need you to do much at open championships. Just go out here and contend at all these events, find a win here and there. I mean, he's playing great. He's playing great. Yeah. He's when he's on, it's like playing out of the fairway and putting well, which is exactly what you're looking for. Right. Um all right, I think we can move on from the eights. Seven thousand dollar range. This is where we start to expand this thing, Sia, and I'm not going to read them all, but it starts with Keith Mitchell, Mark Hubbard, uh, the latter coming off of a highly owned miscut, and it goes down to a bunch of guys at $7,000 flat. Ricky Fowler's in there, Pat Kazire in there, Vince Whaley in there. Um, what would you like to do in the sevens? few names come to mind. I am still undecided on Mark Hubbard. I'm curious to see if he's on either of your lists. Scott Stallings is probably going to be pretty popular uh, for good reason. Uh, he is, uh, first of all, he rates out great, but just if you look at the last three tournaments, he's gained over six strokes ball striking in each of the last three tournaments, which which is pretty amazing. So I, I like uh, I like how Scott Stallings is playing. He, he plays really well on the short par fours as well. He's fourth on approach last 24 rounds. Uh, big fan of him, probably pretty popular. Another guy that might be popular, although I'm not 100% sure, Adam Svensson, who's also good on those short par fours. He's been finding fairways. He finally lost with the putter last week, but he's been red hot with the putter over the last two to three months. Uh, and the ball striking can really pop, as we see here uh, on rickrungood.com. So I think Adam Svensson is, is a really smart play as well a couple of sort of 
out in left field plays, perhaps, as you go down the board in the 7K range. I think KH Lee, while he doesn't rate out super well, I think he could find success here. Michael Thompson is kind of making a comeback here a little bit, too. He's been pretty good with the putter. In the last three tournaments, he's been great with the ball striking, gaining over three strokes ball striking at the Rocket Mortgage, at the 3M Open, and at the, well, not the Barracuda, at the John Deere Classic. So he's coming in with really good form. He's cheap. I don't think he'll be very highly owned, and he should be a very good course fit here on a, on a shorter track. Speaking of Hubbard, so just to kind of put this into perspective, he was 16% owned last week. He's actually been quite popular for three weeks. 15%, 25%, 16%. Finally missed the cut last week at the Rocket Mortgage. Lost 1.6 with the putter. That's kind of rare. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was great in the ball striking categories. And as you can see, that's one of his worst putting events since Mexico, which was in May. So I, I'm probably willing to forgive Mark Hubbard and and uh, hopefully get a, a steep discount on on his ownership. Okay, Greg, uh, yes, yeah. the seven thousand dollar range. What do you like? Uh, so just to um, you know piggyback on the Mark Hubbard thing, he he shot four under in the opening round. He was right there. He got away from him pretty badly on Friday. So that was the that was a disappointment. I'm, and I'm willing to forgive for that reason as well. I really liked what I saw out of Jason Day. I, I mean, I, I really liked what I saw out of him last week for the first time in, I mean, all all year. I would even say the at the Farmers Insurance Open, I was still skeptical of what I saw. But what I saw out of Jason Day at the Rocket Mortgage this week was a guy who had control of his distance. Uh, I heard some reports. Um, Andre Gonzalez told me that he was out on the range with them and, and every single shot Jason Day was hitting was a fade. I know he's been working on that all week. And then I watched him on the coverage and he was flag high shot after shot after shot. Jason Day for birdie from 16 feet. And, and I think he has the ability to really start filling it up there. So not my favorite play in this range, but for the first time in a long time, um, uh, I'm up on Jason Day. Stallings, hard to ignore. Um, so I got a couple of other guys. KH Lee, by the way, and Michael Thompson, they were, they were both on my list as well, Sia. Um, but I'm very interested in Sebastian Munoz as well. And I just have this sense that he's ready to pop. His short game has been on fire lately. Um, the the trip to Scotland didn't go great, but we haven't seen him since. Before that, he did come in 14th at the U.S. Open. Um, but ar- around the greens, and again, I found a very strong correlation with this last year. Um, it, it's been six straight where he's gained on the greens, uh, or around the greens, rather. Um, the, the ball striking, it's three out of the last four uh, pr- approaching the green. So I, I'm, I'm pretty... I'm I'm smelling a, a Sebastian Munoz pop week here, which I really like. Um, and then one other guy, and this would be Lee Hodges, uh, who also has my interests. And last week he played such good golf, and it, it just got away from him on Saturday. Um, but on on Friday he was playing with Taylor Pendrith, and the two were just going shot for shot for shot, and it was really fun to watch. And the golf swing was so impressive to me. I would not be surprised at all to see him uh, rattle off another good week. Yeah, I want to look at his uh, round-by-round stuff because I was actually surprised to see him finish that poorly. Yeah, Yeah. lost seven strokes to the field. Again, you could kind of argue that's what Adam Scott did. You know, first two rounds, he gains nine, nearly 10 strokes to the field, gives seven and a quarter of them back on Saturday, which is, that's 
that's going to be tough. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And it's been pretty good. It's been pretty good uh, before that as well. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, anybody else in the 7K range before we move on to the value on this board? Uh, just a question. What do you guys think of Camp Champ? Mm, it's a no for me. On chance. Is there any evidence that when he gets to club down, he's better? Is there any evidence of that? Mm, no, I don't think so. Then, then I think. I mean, I'm not at Mexico, not at the Masters. Here's his best finishes ever, right? So it, RSM, maybe RSM. So one out of yeah, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> yeah, 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 John, it, yeah. These yeah. are some big courses. John Deere, Charles Schwab, they're okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, no, right. but I, right. do, no. I do hope that he does, like, um, I'm happy if he just treads water, right? Like, like he doesn't need to, I, I don't want to see a mis, like an ugly miscut where he loses strokes off the tee or anything like that, or he, or he gives away five strokes on the putting circuit. Just like tread water, because I think he could, uh, I'd have to check. He's also, where's he on the FedEx Cup standing? Like 130th, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, he's got to like make a move. I would love to see him in Wilmington, but he's going to have to get there first, which uh, yeah. might, uh, he's going to have to play well this week to get in to, Southwind. He, it's got yeah, and Southwind's not great for him. Yeah. He needs to win this week. We've got a uh, strokes gain narrative that has Cam Champ in it, and it actually explicitly speaks to where he is in the FedEx Cup standing. So FYI oh. for that, because it actually talks about that that particular narrative talks about a lot of the guys that are right on the line or the alleged line, because we we think right that some of the live guys are going to get taken out. Oh, they're and definitely out. So it's yeah. it's not going to be true one twenty five, right? If you're like one thirty, you're probably making it. Well, there's an eligibility list. Um, so they they already came out with it, Sia, where they uh, those players have been passed and replaced. They they now have to keep two lists because the mm. like uh, let's take Taylor Gooch for example. He's still going to get paid at the end of the year based on his finishing position. You just mm. can't play anymore to improve it. But but they're not going to they're going to replace him in the playoffs. So they have this eligibility list and it's um but so Camp Champ's one thirtieth on that list. On the so eligibility he's, list? Yeah, on the eligibility uh, list. So he's he's, he's not in. Yeah. So real quick, a couple other guys in the seven K range I like. I do like Adam Long, uh, who's been pretty good on approach, has been very hot with the putter, has generally been finding fairways. And I just want to I want to point out JJ Spawn because it's not just the eighth place finish last week. If you look at his course history, it's really bad. But don't forget what was going on with JJ Spawn over the mm. last two to three years where he was he had some some health issues that he was dealing with. So looking at a couple of missed cuts over the last two years here, not too surprising. But if you even go back further, he has a 16th place here a few years prior to that and a made cut prior to that. So I think JJ Spawn, if you're catching him at the right time, which is very possible considering what we saw last week and what we've seen a few months ago from him, I think he's an interesting play that will have no ownership. He's having a pretty good year, all things considered. Uh, $6,000 range. Honorban Lahiri, Brandon Wu, Charlie Hoffman amongst the guys at the top. The names at the bottom include... Oh, there's a lot of min-price guys. Bo Van Pelt. Davis Love won this event. What year would that have been? Um, I'll have to look it up. 
uh, it was Mac. like fair, like middle two thousands. I feel like I, right. I, Wasn't that, it? Feels, that feels right. I'll look it up. Ricky Barnes, Nick Watney, Max McGreevy, and two gloves. Tommy Gainey, not to be confused with Tommy Gibson, who's also six thousand dollars. So, Greg, uh, why don't you let me know who you like in this uh, six thousand dollars range, and I'll look up Davis Loves what year he wants. Okay, so um, my favorite play in the range. I, I got a couple guys that uh, at the sixty nine hundred dollar range that I really like. First and foremost is Hayden Buckley. Uh, uh, the upside is definitely there, and I, I feel like he's undervalued in this range. So I'm very excited to see what he can do this week. He's gained strokes off the tee in every event since the Valero Texas open. Uh, he's gained strokes his last two on the greens, which I really like. And, and the iron play has been really good since Canada um, during that U S open stretch. So I feel like he's a really high upside $6,900 guy. Uh, I'm also in the strokes gain motivation category uh, looking at Cheston Hadley. Um, yes. who has my interest now tied 10th at the three M open or solo 10th. Um, but, and he missed the cut last week. I think that was disappointing to a lot of people, but I think Chesson is in the 120, 121 on the eligibility points list. So, um, I'm expecting him to get the snap going, get a little bit of energy going, um, and, and come to play. Again, I also, I really like what he's done on the greens. I really like what he's done with his approach play over the last little bit. Uh, and if, if he can get the ball in the fairway, he's going to be, I think he'll be right there. Uh, Chesson Hadley made nace at this event and got in on the number last year, I believe. That's right. That's uh, right. He's got good I, memories. I, I love that you remember the snap. Um, Davis Love, the third. You know how he got that name because he's won this event three times. Uh, 2015, uh, 2006. 1992 that's three different decades wow so i was thinking of 2006 but 15 yeah. Yeah, that's the recent one 15 wow 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 good for you uh six thousand dollar range see ya what do you like? I, I like Chesson Hadley as well. Uh, love it. Love coming off the miscut last week. He's been in good form. This is a better course fit for him this week than, than it was last week, in my opinion. So uh, definitely all over Chesson Hadley. Michael Gligic, another guy who missed the cut last week, who a lot of people were on, but he yeah. is he rates out really well here. And if you look at the the ball striking and the putting, like he definitely has the game to Maybe maybe top 30, top 25, this thing. Kelly Kraft, a guy that I've been on as of late, um, pretty underwhelming last week, but I think he's a guy that has been good enough to make the cut and do some damage on the weekend potentially. Uh, a super sneaky guy that may completely blow up in my face, but he has good course history and he's made a few cuts in a row now and he's looked pretty impressive as Rafael Cabrera Bayo. I, I just think he's an interesting play. He's 6,700, absolutely no ownership. Um, will will go his way. So again, a contrarian play that I think has some upside, obviously trying to recapture his game from a few years back, but uh, I, I kind of like him too. Anybody I got, I, I got a, one more guy. Yes, yes, yes. This is my motivation. Cheston Hadley's partially, Strokes gain motivation. <laughs> this guy is completely strokes gain motivation. Um, I've said his name before. It went over quite well last time. And I haven't said it since. It was two years ago. Richie, Richie Wierenski. Mm -hmm. 
You've been you the the Warinsky whisperer. You've yes. you've come around. You've waited two years to bring him back into our lives. Well, I mean, look, wouldn't you have waited? Look, I mean, look, look at the results. It's been terrible. <laughs> but I know I know something about this guy. Um, he does not want to go to the Corn Ferry Tour. He he does not want to do it. I you I think he would know him, or are you just like saying that? Uh, I know somebody who's worked with him before. Okay, <laughs> got it. And he said he. I mean, it's almost like prison. I'll never go back. <laughs> you know, I'll he, never go back. They'll never he, catch you. I, yeah, he might rather quit golf than than uh, not play the PGA Tour anymore uh, or play Corn Ferry. So I I think he's really got to make a push, and he has the ability. And I think when when the motivation kicks in for Richie. Uh, he can play. And I think he's going to have a great week this week. I love what he did last week. You see that motivation with gaining nearly five strokes put in. Um, he's a, he's a Florida guy. He's comfortable with Bermuda grass. Um, I, I'm, this is this is the time for Richie, and you'll get no ownership on him. Well, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> he needs to like win this to get into the playoffs. Yeah, I think he could. Oh, oh boy. Oh boy. I know I got to bet the guy. He's probably 5,000 to one. We can't leave the 6K range on that note. So I'm going to throw out one other name. It's James Hahn at 6,800. I kind of oh, like James Hahn's been active on Twitter. Yes, he, he has. has. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of strokes gain motivation, now he, he's got to be good on, on the golf course. Otherwise, people are, are going to. James Hahn wants that. to make sure he doesn't have to go from Vegas to Japan to South Carolina to wherever else he was upset that they had to go. Uh, this is a good profile, though, for a 68 It's really good. In this field. Really good. Yeah, it, it actually is. T4 to 3, I'm open. T26 at Barracuda. T27 at the Barbasol. I missed the cut last week, but uh, I don't know what he did in the short game, but it wasn't pretty. Richie Warinsky's betting odds this week. Any guesses? Uh, no. Four hundred to one. He's four hundred to one. Yeah. That's wow. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sia, you're the book now. You get to set all the lines. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, all right. With the got- sprinkle. <laughs> yeah. Well, now I have to because God forbid he wins at four hundred. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Called- I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> it's worth five bucks. Yeah. Uh, all right. We've got some strokes gain narrative lineups. Producer Troy, give me. Thank you much. Okay. Chris at benched captain says. Here's my ham lineup for the wind ham. Okay, we're off to a great start. Uh, Bow ham and cheese hoagie. That's Bo Hoag. Cole Hammer sausage with that. Question mark. Cole Hammer. <laughs> Martin Show Pig Trainer. I don't not get that. I guess Show Pig. I, show Pig. It's Martin He's trainer. A trainer of a show pig. Ham. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Craig. <laughs> Austin. Austin cooks bacon. That one I get. Austin pork rinds. Aaron Ryan. Yeah. Yep, good one. Max biscuits and McGreevy. That's pretty good. Uh, and then he says honorable mention, not in the field, but had to include Daniel Pork Chopra. Okay, that's not bad. That's solid. Um, I do, by the way, I totally get the wind ham because whenever I spell that one, I have to say okay, wind ham. So I totally get it. What other words do you have to uh, like sound out when you spell them? Oh, I there's there's definitely you know what um, the word beautiful. I always think of Jim Carrey. Yeah, B E A beautiful. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, there is uh, Wednesday, I have to say, Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, uh, February. That's a good one. There is one word, and I cannot remember what it is, but I cannot spell it. And every and all I ever do is I type it, and then I just do the spell check, but I can't even remember <laughs> what the word is. It's one with like an L-I-E in a weird combination. Yeah. Yeah, you know what always gets me? Joaquin Neiman. I, I have the yeah. hardest oh, time. Where's the oh, two no. ends? Are the two ends in Neiman or is the two ends in Joaquin? That always gets you, me. You think that's hard? Try Jonathan Vegas. That one is, it's just. Let's it's, just start with Vegas. Just go Vegas and yeah, hope it comes I up. just do Johnny because I know it starts J-H. And I'm just like J-H-O-N-N-Y. Johnny, here we go. Uh, <laughs> Brent Harris says this Strokes Gay narrative is based upon the tournament being held in Greens. Burrow, thusly, thusly, that's a nice word. Green jacket masters winners or runners up only. Good on you, Brent, for saying runners up and not runner ups. This one, <laughs> this one, well, that's a, this is, what does that mean? This one, here's the lineup um, Adam Scott, Danny Willett, Zach Johnson, Will Zalatoris, Justin Rose, Ricky Fowler. So they have all either won or finished runner-up at the Masters. That leaves you with $1,200. If you want to pivot, you can get some other runner-ups. Dang it. Runners-up. Lowry Day, Sabatini, DL. Sabatini's got like three top tens in his last five here. Yeah. Wow. He's coming in with just terrible form, though. Made nace last week. Yeah. See that that kind of thing will throw people. People will click Rory Sabatini because they saw that and they think it it happens all the time. You see one moment. They're like, "Well, he made an ace. He probably played well last week. T sixty three or whatever." Yeah. Uh, do we have more of these? Yeah, we do. Oh, Keith Stewart joins us. Strokes gain narrative. Oh, this is the one. See about uh, who's on the number. Mm -hmm. So, guys on the number. 126 max out this last week. McGreevy, Danny will myself in it. Danny will it. Justin can't go any lower. Nick hardly has a chance. Nick Hardy and Cam needs a champ. Being chipped to get in. He really does need the win to get in, right? No, I guess he could get in with like a second or a third, but they're so top heavy, Greg. Yeah, very top heavy. Um, I I don't know at one thirty what it, it's actually going to be, but um, I don't I don't even know if it needs to be a top five. It depends on how it all shakes out. Probably a top fifteen for him um, would be my guess. But anyway, here nor there. Ricky, don't lose that number, Fowler. Ricky Fowler's uh, next year is his last year with a cart. Yeah, and he uh, missed the playoffs last year as well. <laughs> what would happen realistically if Ricky Fowler loses his card next year and he doesn't go to live? Let's just assume that. Uh, would he go play corn? Like, would he, what would he do? Or would he just take his, what do you get? Seven sponsors exemptions a year? Uh, yes, you can get seven sponsors exemptions a year. Um, he would probably, my assumption is he would be somewhere between 126 and 150. So you're going to get some starts. Um, mm. you can go play in Corn Ferry Tour finals as well, and and he'll get starts in the fall, and he may get past champion starts. Mm. I I don't think you're going to see Ricky Fowler playing 28 events on the Corn Ferry Tour. I don't think so either. Hmm. Interesting. 
John Markowski is here. Let's play six degrees of Kevin Bacon with Wyndham, Wind, and Ham. Oh, I'm not sure I'm qualified to even understand or say give these the proper. Okay, let's try this. So wind under the wind category. I'm not sure. I okay, okay. What is he doing here? Okay, so oh, okay, okay, okay. See ya. God, you got to help me with this. So seven degrees of, of Kevin Bacon would be you start at one guy and like you know he was in the same movie with Kevin Bacon. Blah blah blah. You can get yeah. from anybody to anybody. Okay? Yes. So he's literally going from wind to ham. Yes, I think so. So, uh, wind, Nick. 1.21 gigawattney. Okay. Then that goes to Doc Brown Redmond. So if I'm understanding this correctly, 1.21 gigawattney is a that is a reference from uh Back to the Future, I believe. I think so. Doc so Brown. Then Doc would... Brown is yeah. also from Back to the Future. So we, so <laughs> he is he is building off of this. Webb MD Simpson. He lost me there, but I'm sure it's great. Uh, then he's going to Chevy Chase MD Seifert. So then he's going to okay. So then from Chevy Chase, he's going to Christmas Vacation Goddard up Chevy Chase Christmas Vacation. Then he's rounding out with Jason Holiday Meal. Uh, John, you're gonna have to explain a couple of those to me, but I see what you're going for here. Yeah, this crea- it's creative. I just don't get the references. This is like 4D chess. Like he's doing things in here yeah. that like we're not just 100% sure so, where it's going, so but we know it's, it's right. It's, it's like back to the future to Doc Brown. And then a doc would WebMD would be like Google, you know, Dr. Google or whatever. Where does WebMD go to Chev? Uh, was Chevy Chase in a movie? And I don't know. I'm lost there. Oh, yeah. that's, and there's Chevy the MD no, 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 no. that's Chevy Chase, Maryland. Chevy oh. Chase is a city in Maryland. So that's okay. where the MD is coming from. So he's, it's the playoff, the MD on, okay. on WebMD. So then he gets to Christmas Vacation from Chevy Chase. Uh, I don't know what the last... J- Jason, a holiday meal? Holy day meal? That yeah. one. Well, that I one. get that a ham, ham is definitely a yes, holiday meal. Okay. So he goes so he Christmas holiday meal to yeah. ham. Woo, yeah, we are wow. brilliant over here, aren't we? Wow. Oh, that was tough. First, the first cup pod, brilliance. <laughs> Stick to golf. Oof. My gosh. Hey, by, by the way, shout out to uh, Austin Smotherman who uh, responded to the, yeah. the tweet and the uh, the song from uh, last week. That was pretty cool. Yeah, he loved it. He was pumped up about it. He's a That's good right. sport. Yeah. Um, I, so speaking of not understanding any of this, one of the fantasy football leagues I was in uh, used to have a punishment that the last place guy had to take an IQ test, but like had to go do it like where you sit down in like a, like a proctored – IQ test, and then we wow. get to basically make fun of your IQ. After <laughs> so, what was your score, Rick? I never did it. Thank God, I finished ninth one year, and out of ten, and I was like, "Oh God, no!" But uh, yeah, it makes me think I would definitely not be able to understand a lot of the stuff that's going on here. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the I don't like the sounds of that. <laughs> All right, I'm exhausted now reading that one. Anything else before we get out of here for this week's? Uh, Wyndham Championship, Windham Championship. No, I'm feeling good. I'm I'm really looking forward to the week. I'm excited for it. Okay, Tuesday 
Mega Preview Pod. Get your votes in on the fan one and done. Link is in the description. Wednesday, the final betting preview live. Round by round recaps Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. See, you name another seven day a week pod about golf. I can't do it. You can't. Do I it. can't do it. Uh, just, on golf? No, we're the only one. We're the only show in town. Only show in town. The best and only. Oof. And it's almost not enough. There is a lot more I feel like we could talk about. Yeah. Stuff is missed. But look, it's the way it is. Maybe we'll go, maybe we'll do 14 a, a week next year. Ooh. <laughs> A more like remember they used to do do they still do a morning and an afternoon paper probably not right because there's the internet i don't think they do papers anymore a paper? <laughs> papers exist <laughs> what they have to right but i uh, mean they do like the bit the major ones still exist yeah oh, i guess small to town do, ones too there used to be do the ampm run are you yeah. sure is that a, is that an actual thing Craig, you know oh greg's younger than i no i know yeah i don't know i, I grew up the in the AM, paper yeah. era. it was just the, it was just the morning always just morning i never got a pm paper I don't know. Maybe we never checked the box. I, I, I never, I didn't know what buy the pay. I didn't pay for the paper. I'll find I just, out. Uh, I, I thought there was an, I, I thought a lot of places said an AM, an AM edition and a PM edition. What? Because like, you have the, because the AM edition comes out like that's yesterday's news. Like that, that has to be in by like 10 PM so they can get it off the press. So a lot of stuff happens overnight and then in the morning and then you get the PM. No. Yeah. Well, I think thing. that's, uh, that's when you go to channel six. <laughs> You just made that up. That is completely a figment of your imagination. Boy, this is tough. Tough look for me. All right, we're getting out of here before I say something else stupid. Uh, Producer Troy does all the hard work behind the scenes. Sia Najad is available on Twitter at Sia Najad. Greg Ducharme available at The Real GFD. And you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been The First Cut. We'll catch you next time.